listening to All the Backlist, a weekly show about books that are not new. I'm your host, Liberty Hardy, and I'm a little in the middle, but I've got much backlist. This is episode 123, and today I'm going to talk about a couple of great backlist titles. So hello! It has been a very long time since I have done one of these. Uh, I think it's been like a month. Hello, how's everybody doing? I had a cold, I think, when it was my turn last time, so I passed it off. Um, But here I am. It's the end of the year. I keep mentioning this because it's kind of amazing. It's the end of the decade. I was just rounding up my 100 favorite books of the last decade. I am going to fall just a little tiny bit short of 5,000 for the year, which, or for not for the year, but for the decade, which is kind of disappointing. Uh, unless for some reason I can figure out a way to not do any work for the next several weeks and just read books. But I picked my 100 favorite titles. And I might share that. I might keep it to myself. I don't know. But I remembered some really great books that I read while I was going through my records. And I thought I would tell you about a couple of them today. First, I want to tell you about today's sponsor. Okay, so I picked two books today that are not very long because if you're trying to meet a reading goal or you need some quick reads because you're really busy, I thought you might like these two. So the first one is A 20-Minute Silence Followed by Applause by Sean Wen. It's only 136 pages long. I know I've mentioned it once before, but I cannot get over how much I love this book. I had no idea that I wanted to read a book about a famous French mime until I got this book. It is uh, Wen's appreciation of the famous French performer, Marcel Marceau. He was a mime, uh, and you don't hear a lot about mimes, not just because mimes don't make any noise, but you just don't hear a lot about mimes. It's not like a very popular art anymore, I don't think. But he was like the foremost expert at it. He took his influence, he took his inspiration, I should say, from Charlie Chaplin and The Little Tramp, and he made it his own. Uh, Supposedly, Michael Jackson got his inspiration for The Moonwalk from Marcel Marceau, Um, but I did not know anything other than the fact that he was a French mime, but he was a Jewish Holocaust survivor. He was a member of the French resistance. He was extremely wealthy from being a mime. Like now everybody has to work so hard to make a dollar, but you know, this is back when like, if you became famous, you became ridiculously wealthy. And he started a mime school. And this is just full of these amazing vignettes that Wen has written about him, about what people said about him. Uh, And like I said, I had no idea that I would be so interested in mimes and in Marcel Marceau until I read this book. I absolutely loved it. It's A 20-Minute Silence, followed by applause by Sean Wen. My other pick, I don't think I've discussed on here before, uh, it is Turtle Diary by Russell Hoban. It's around 200 pages if you get the... NYBR classic edition that came out several years ago. Um, And so Russell Hoban is like a chameleon writer. He has written this novel, uh, but he also wrote the wild and crazy post-apocalyptic novel Ridley Walker. So if you want to read like Can't Go for Leibowitz, but you also want the language to be really, really, really difficult, uh, you should read Ridley Walker. Um, He created Emmett Otter, as in Emmett Otter's Jug Band Christmas. And most famously, probably, Uh, He wrote the children's book Bread and Jam for Francis, which is amazing about a little badger and her bread and jam. Incredible. And there's some sequels to that. But this is his adult novel, I think from the early 70s. It's about two lonely strangers, uh, Naira, who is a children's book author, and she has been single her whole life. 
And William, who is a used bookstore clerk who has gone through a terrible divorce, uh, has no more contact with his wife or his children and lost everything. He lives in a little tiny one-room apartment now. And they're both kind of like really lonely and they spend a lot of time at the London Zoo in their free time. And then one day, Nayara goes into William's store and they meet and they discover that they are both fascinated by the turtle exhibit at the London Zoo. And they start to talk about what it would be like if they set the turtles free. Like, could they actually pull off a turtle heist and get these turtles to the ocean? And so I'm not going to tell you whether they succeed or not. I will tell you that no turtles are harmed in the making of this book. And it really, it, I was reading it and it actually bucks conventions. I did not expect it to end the way that it did. It's actually a book about loneliness and middle age. Like, and how William and Nira reclaim their lives, like, through their adventures with the turtles. You know, like, if they can rescue these turtles, they can sort of rescue themselves. That's what they're hanging their hopes on. And it's it's so beautiful and charming. Uh, and like I said, all of his stuff is, is amazing. But it is not nearly as difficult to read as Ridley Walker. Uh, and it's just wonderful. It's Turtle Diary by Russell Hoban. And for Dealer's Choice this week, once I finish here, I'm going to read Pizza Girl by Jean Kyung Frazier. Because it has the most incredible cover. It's going to be like my favorite cover of next year. When you see it, you'll be like, yes, I need to read this book. It looks like one of those stickers you would get out of a vending machine in the 80s. I definitely had some stuff that looked like this when I was a kid, like going through my rude dog face. It's just like this fluorescent, checkered, weird, totally 80s kind of cover. The novel is about a pregnant pizza delivery girl. She's 18 years old, and she becomes obsessed with one of the, her customers, who is a middle-aged woman with a son, um, sort of like seeing herself now and then seeing herself in this woman. Um, I haven't started it yet, but like I said, I'm going to read it as soon as we finish up here. And I would basically read anything with a book that has a cover like that. It's just incredible. It reminds me a little bit of Made for Love by Alyssa Nutting. Like, that cover was a throwback to the 80s for sure. Um, it comes out June 9th. It's Pizza Girl by Jean Kyung Fraser. And that is it for me this week, book lovers. Thank you to our sponsor. You can find a list of the books I mentioned today in the show notes by visiting bookriot.com slash all the books. If you're a fan of all the books and you want to give us a treat, you can leave a rating or review on Apple Podcasts. It helps other book lovers to find us. Thank you so much to all of you who have done this. Thank you so much to all of you who have said such the nicest things. It just makes me want to cry. I just love doing this and, and I love that you appreciate it and I appreciate all of you. So there you go. I'm not going to cry though. Uh, so, and also, if you want to talk about books or make me cry, um, you can find me on the internet, on Twitter, at Miss Liberty, on Litzy, under Liberty, and on Instagram, at Friends and Comes Alive. I will be back on Tuesday with Kelly Jensen, and we are going to talk about our favorite nonfiction books of 2019. So, in the meantime, have a great weekend, kittens, and happy reading. <laughs>